Hello, everyone. Welcome to Miss Davis's podcast, where I come to you, seems like every couple of weeks now, <laughs> regarding the ins and outs of your ELA class, as well as policies, expectations, and goals. I am so excited for you guys to hear the episode today. We have a special guest, Miss Mack, your lead teacher um, for the middle school. She's going to talk to you and give you lots of good advice, so stay tuned. I just have a couple of announcements to go over with you, and then we will go straight into the interview. Let's get started. Okay, first thing, um, I just want to apologize for the confusion with the Unit 2 tests. Um, Basically, there was a new copy made when, um, when we eliminated a few of the questions, and I didn't realize that. So I opened the original test, and so for about an hour, both tests were visible. I do apologize. I closed it as soon as I realized it. So um, the one you should be taking is the one that you see now. Um, Also, the Kahoot review, um, I sent it to you yesterday afternoon. Um, Complete it, and you don't have to email me and tell me that you completed it. I will see it on the spreadsheet. And, oh, for fourth quarter... Um, for the fourth grading period, um, you need to make sure that you have your ELA notebook with you every day. Now, this is something that you should have had, you know, that, that it was requested that you have since the beginning of the year. If you haven't gotten one though, make sure that you have that notebook ready to go because after spring break, we are going to be using that notebook quite a bit for our test taking strategy to use on the EOG. Remember, it's the same thing we did last week. And I think that is it. I am still going to be holding those optional sessions to help you with guided notes in case you cannot find yours. Um, I will try to set up some sessions sometime this week. And that is all I have for you guys. Um, Oh, one more thing. The mastery meetings now... If you see on Monday mornings that you have a mastery meeting, it is to start preparing for the EOG. I am looking at the data from the check-ins, both uh, the ones you just took and the ones in October. I'm looking at your NWEA scores. I'm looking at your GoFormatives. And I'm putting you into certain groups that will help you become a little bit more proficient on the EOG, okay? Even if you got a five on the last EOG, there are there's still room for growth. Also, it's a different test from the last time you took it. So with different standards. So it's important that you don't take anything for granted and you still study, study, study and be completely prepared, all right? So when you see the mastery meeting, make sure you're there. It's a required class anyway. All right, guys, let's get to the interview with Miss Mack. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Miss Mack Mahan. How are you today? Hey, Miss David. I'm doing well. How about you? I am great. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time out to talk to the kids today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I have loved listening to your podcast throughout the year, and I am super honored to be a guest today. Oh, awesome. Thanks for being here. I was wondering if we can ask you a few questions. Yeah, go right ahead. 
All right. Well, first let's, um, let's get the kids to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in education and what you do here at NCBA? Yeah, of course. So I'm Mrs. Mack for short, and I am your lead teacher for the middle school. So I'm very similar to an assistant principal at maybe schools that you've been at in the past. And I am just here to help out everybody. I help our teachers. I help our academic administrator, Ms. O'Shea. And then, of course, I get to work with some students and learning coaches throughout the year as well. To get me here, I actually have had quite an educational background. So in high school, I started out thinking I wanted to be a teacher. And my high school had some classes that we could take to really introduce us to the teaching career. So I really loved that part in my junior and senior year of high school. I actually got to take this early childhood education class that kind of Mm -hmm. taught us about what it's like to be a teacher. And after those two years, we were able to take a test and actually be a certified early childhood educator. Wow. So I really got introduced to the teaching career with that, but I decided I didn't want to work in a daycare center or an early childhood. And I definitely wanted to be a public school teacher. So I went on to college and knowing that I wanted to get a degree in education, but needed some funding to help me get there. I looked into the North Carolina teaching fellow scholarship. Nice. Yeah. So I was able to apply for that scholarship and then there was an interview round. And after the interview, I was accepted for the scholarship and then accepted at Elon university with that scholarship. So I Got some help for the four years that I was at school to pay for that. And then part of that scholarship is actually a requirement that you teach in North Carolina for four years as well. So Mm -hmm. I I took the money and I said, I'm definitely going to be a teacher. So I set my sights on that and um, loved it in college. I did some internships in, in college with history classes and history teachers and English classes and English teachers. I actually worked in a middle school classroom and even an elementary school classroom and decided middle school <laughs> it for me. Like I loved it. And so yeah. I actually studied abroad and I did an internship while I was in London, England. As oh, well. nice. It was just so awesome. I loved being in college. I loved getting to know what I wanted to do as being a teacher. And then I actually took a summer job all four summers while I was in college working at an elementary school doing Montessori uh, summer programs. Oh, wow. So it was really cool. It was fun. I got to do a reading camp every summer. I got to do a visual arts camp every summer and a drama camp. So I was the teacher for this Montessori school and did those three things. We did field trips and we had artists come in and it was just so much fun. And so I knew for sure when I graduated, I was going to teach and I decided I was teaching middle school. So as I was graduating, I started applying for jobs and interviewing and got a job in Charlotte and taught there for four years. Nice. Yeah. Nice. At a public school and then taught at a charter school. And then after teaching for four years, I was like, okay, I want to do something else in school. I want to be a lead teacher or an assistant principal. And so I got my master's degree and then came to NCBA. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. What a broad spectrum of experience that you have to bring to this position. That is fantastic. And I didn't know you studied abroad. Um, That is 
you know, a, a rare and fantastic opportunity to, you know, to again, broaden the horizons on education. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. And I wouldn't have been able to study abroad without that teaching fellow scholarship. And so it was nice that that helped pay my school tuition, which helped pay my program. Wow. So how long have you been at NCBA? This is my third year with NCBA. So I taught seventh and eighth grade ELA. And then I became the lead teacher last year. So I've been in this position since 2020. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what is your favorite part of working at NCBA? You know, even within my teaching and being an assistant principal, I think my favorite part is seeing how everyone can succeed. Virtual is just so new and it's something that people have started doing in this pandemic. And we have been doing it at this school for years, even before I was here. And it's just so successful. I think students can really be independent and learning coaches really like it. And so teachers even are super successful and and they come here from teaching. This is their first year teaching and they just love virtual. And I think that that's the coolest part about working here is not that I just love being virtual, but seeing that everybody else can succeed and can really do well here. Yeah, I have to agree. I I definitely have to agree. Um, It's, you know, it was not something I was aware of until I was presented with the job opportunity. And now that I'm here, I mean, I'm like, what, you know, what a great way to do school and, you know, seeing all these kids succeed, like you said, is, um, it, it's a real big bonus to work in here. Yes. I, I absolutely love it. I love to see that, you know, students who really didn't like brick and mortar, they come here and they, they love school all of a sudden. It's just great for everybody to have a new option and to feel successful. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Let me take you, I'm going to take you back a little bit. I have a, I have a question about you, Miss Mack, as a middle schooler. What was your favorite part of middle school when you were there? I loved middle school and I know a lot of middle school students may <laughs> podcast are like, Oh my gosh, middle school is the worst. But <laughs> probably one of my favorite times. And I think it was because I felt like I was getting more independence in my classes. I had group projects. So I was getting to work with my friends and work with my classmates. And so it felt like in middle school, I was just getting more time to, really show off who I was and then even figure out who I was. I was mm-hmm. really like certain classes and not like other classes and starting to really think about who I wanted to be as an adult and things that I wanted to do. And my parents were giving me more responsibility. And so it was just really fun in middle school being able to socialize with my friends and do group projects at the same time. And I had a, some really great teachers in middle school, which obviously, you know, being a teacher now, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, I had some really awesome teachers. Mm. I have a teacher actually who reminds me a lot like you, Miss Davis. Oh, really? <laughs> um, she, my teacher was in my eighth grade English teacher, but she was just so much fun. And she had such fun books that we read in class. And I think that really got me interested, like I said, in English teaching even then. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think about her and I think about how you've read um, you know, some great books with your kiddos this year. And it just reminds me a lot of uh, my teacher. Her name was Miss Cardman. 
in eighth grade. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, the kids, I think they really did love, um, counting by sevens last semester. Um, I really (laughs) wanted more time this semester to read something nonfiction, but, um, time isn't on our side, but kiddos, don't worry. We'll find, we'll find some way to get some, get some, uh, exciting reads in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of, because it, like speaking of time, we're entering the last quarter of the school year. This is the, the fourth reporting period. Um, what advice would you give to our students, um, as they enter this fourth quarter? Yes, it's, it's crazy that time has just gone by so fast. I totally agree with you there. I think in the fourth quarter, a lot of times we start looking ahead to summer and to next year and your kiddos are looking at being eighth graders, you know, the big kids on campus. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of times we start to look ahead and we forget what we still have to do right now. And I think this is a really good time to use that to help us, you know, really be successful. So, you know, thinking about going to eighth grade next year, it's a good time to think, okay, what do I need to do to be ready for eighth grade? I mean, Mm. I have a good plan set up, do I have a good workspace and where I do my schoolwork? Am I confident that I know how to do virtual school and be successful? It's a good time to really reflect on all of that before you go away for the summer and then come back as an eighth grader in the fall. That is fantastic advice. And, and, uh, kids, when you're listening to this, I really hope you take that to heart. Um, because it is so easy to look ahead, but we have to remember, we still got nine more weeks and we have to hunker down with, for lack of a better term, hunker down and make sure that we are staying focused and successful. Well, to help them be successful, do you have, um, any like daily habits that you would share with them, um, that could, that could help them, you know, especially for this last quarter, like just daily habits. Yeah. I actually, I have a little catchphrase and some of your students might've seen it in the school's Beacon Herald newsletter, but I think to be successful in virtual, it's easy as one, two, three. So one, go to all of your classes every day. That's really a simple one. Just being in class is really a good start. Two, doing all of your OMS work each day that's on your schedule. That, of course, will help you make sure that you're practicing those skills you learned in class. And then three, this one isn't even daily. This one's just weekly. Check your grades once a week. Go into the classes. Look at that grades tab and really look at your grades to see, is there anything that I'm missing? But also, is there anything I can retake and just kind of think about how you can improve your grade. There's always room for improvement. That is, that is it. That is it. And you know, I I had to laugh a little bit because I know they've heard me say this as well. Um, But you know, when we say stuff like that over and over, it's because it's important and it's because it is the key to success. Exactly. Um. Well, what I've got a fun question for you, but I do want you to talk to the kids for just a second um, with EOGs approaching. uh, I've heard a few of them in class who are getting stressed out about them and, uh, you know, feeling 
feeling nervous. It, and I, I want you to just kind of talk to them from a perspective of, of what, what they can, what they can do to just not put so much pressure on themselves for this test. Oh yeah. I can completely relate because when I was applying for colleges and I was taking the SAT, I had to take the test four times to get the score that I wanted. So Mm -hmm. I totally understand. Um, I was the type of student too. And even now as an adult, even when I take tests as an adult for new degrees or certifications, I always am the one who's checking my answers, checking how much time I have left. I, I can get that anxiety build up too. So I can totally relate to that feeling of the EOGs are impending and I, it's, it's going to determine my whole school year, whether or not I learned anything. The good news about the EOGs though, is that it's just one part of your whole school year. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we forget that because it's such a long test and you're there for a long time we forget it's only one part. It's just one test. We've been taking check-ins throughout the year. We've taken NWEAs throughout the year, class tests, class quizzes, and all of that plus the EOGs really shows us as teachers and as administrators how each student has been doing. So we a lot of times put a lot of pressure just on that EOG day, but we've got a whole lot of data to really look at. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing to think about when we're coming up on these EOGs is to look back on our school year so far. How have you been doing in the school year? If you've been struggling, then maybe now's a good time to ask for tutoring or extra help or ask extra questions in class so you can help boost your confidence before the EOGs. But if you've been doing well all year long, then now's the time to just keep practicing what you're doing well. Use IXL, if you have IXL to use that, I know Miss Davis has used that before with you all. And mm-hmm. just look online at some videos for things that you know that you still struggle with. Yeah. I think that that kind of helps take the pressure off the EOGs when you think about how you've been doing already and some places where you might want to, you know, start practicing some skills some more. But when you get to that EOG day, just sit down. And the very first thing I want you to think is, I can do this everybody's going to make it through the test, whether you pass the test or whether or not, just have that confidence when you sit down and say, I can do this. Ms. Davis has prepared me and I can do this. And that's really going to help you just to do your best. And your best is all that we always ask for. Absolutely. And I like what you said. And I, I told them this in class as well, that if you're prepared and you've done everything that you need to do. There's no reason to be nervous. You go in there, take a deep breath and say, I can do this because you have prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ms. Mack, we appreciate you being here. I have a fun question for you. And I like to ask these questions at the end of my interviews. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to ask you, well, would you rather you tell me, you don't even have to explain it, but if you want to, that would be, that would be cool. So would you rather have a playhouse in your backyard all the time or a trampoline in your backyard all the time? Oh, definitely a playhouse. Definitely (laughs) a playhouse. I actually, I'm, I am expecting my first child and my husband and I, we chose to get a little bed for our baby that actually looks like a house because I think it'll just be so cool when the baby outgrows the bed, 
we can use the little house as a playhouse or we can make it into a little kitchen or a little shop that the, the baby can play in as they get older. I am all about a playhouse and just using my imagination to make it into a pretend home or a pretend kitchen or a pretend store and just <laughs> pretending that I get to do all these different careers because I'm not a great chef and I wouldn't ever be a good one at a restaurant, but I can pretend to be a chef all day in a playhouse. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, that definitely shows your Montessori background kicking into. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love it. I love it. Miss Mack, thank you so much. And yes, students, if you get a chance, send Miss Mack an email and wish her good luck. She will be having baby Mac very soon. So we want to wish her the best of luck. Miss Mac, thank you so much for being here with us today. I know that the kids got are well, are really are going to get a lot out of this. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Davis. Thank you all of the seventh graders for having me here. And I wish you all the best of luck for the last quarter. Awesome. Take care, Miss Mac. Bye. You too. Bye.